Foster and Friends is a show where I have peer-to-peer conversations with my friends, from entrepreneurs and creators to corporate soldiers and humble leaders. I believe there is a lot to learn and laugh about when listening to stories of others. Please join me in honoring their lives, sharing their stories, and gaining a new perspective. All information discussed during this episode is for educational and informational purposes only and should not be viewed as investment advice or as a solicitation or offer to buy or sell any securities. Foster and Friends is not a registered investment advisor and is separate from Brent Foster Services offered under Northbound Wealth Management, LLC. Got Nicholas Turner in the house. Um, he uh, runs Deliver End, um, and it's a Facebook Marketplace local pickup and delivery application. Um, they've been featured on CNN, Forbes, NBC, Vogue, Fox, uh, and various media outlets here locally. And um, we're here to sh- have Nick to share his story, man. Like, how did you come up with Deliver End? Uh, why Deliver End? What was the problem you're trying to solve? Um, I, I just am fascinated by your story, bro. And um, full disclosure, I was an early investor in it. Yeah. So I got to say that, um, and it was back in late 2019. So that's when you and I met, yeah. and we've been in touch via email and stuff ever since then, and, and texting and whatnot. We've had some meetings and just getting caught up on things. But you're you're an awesome brother. You do great work. You work really really hard, and I can't wait to share the story with the folks that are going to be listening to uh, Foster and Friends with Brent Foster, which is happens to be this mug right here. So I do want to read this off of your website, which is www.deliverend.com. Um, it, I, I'll read it, and then maybe you can speak about it, but it's it's about keeping you safe, right? Uh, Deliverend is basically their mission is, we're on a mission to revolutionize Facebook marketplace delivery services, making online marketplace purchases safer and more convenient. When you use Deliverend, the application, uh, you are safeguarding yourself against robberies, assaults, and fraud. We eliminate the risk and worry in the online marketplace by keeping your personal details hidden from the other party. Here's how we are making the online marketplace safer through eliminating the need for in-person meetups when buying and selling online. So um, I personally will speak to that because um, I have done some... like sketchy Facebook marketplace transactions where I go to a local shell station and I'm like, my wife and I are moving and and we're getting rid of some, you know, uh, what nightstands. And it was like, it was really sketch. The dude I was selling to, I didn't know. And it, it actually was this guy that was buying it from buying our stuff for his girlfriend. And he shows up, and um, tries to negotiate the price with me after we had already pre-negotiated the price, and I had brought it there in good faith, was just going to give it to him, and and I was expecting cash. And he's like, well, hold on a minute. And so we're like at the back of my vehicle, 
<laughs> and he's like, hold on a minute, let me go get some more money, because I was like, well, no, that's not the price. It's not it's it's 50 bucks, not 20 bucks. Yeah. And so I, I'm standing there and I'm like, well, wait a minute, what's he doing? Yeah. So he like walks around the other side of the car and I like follow him. Mm-hmm. And so then he stops, turns around, says, What are you doing following me? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't know what you're doing right now going to the other side of the car where I can't see you. Yeah. And it was just tripping me out. Oh, yeah. And that was before I met you and before I knew even about delivering. And I, I was just like, you know, this could go sideways pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And at, a, at a, just a random shell station that was a midway point. And, and there, there was probably like three attempts to sell the nightstands prior to that. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of wasted time. I didn't feel safe. My wife's like, what the heck? This is so strange. She's texting them. I'm texting them. You know, Yeah. It, it's yeah. just, it was really crazy. So keeping you safe. I love what you're doing with Deliverend and the app. And I have like more stories other than that. That was just one that came out just now. So can you share with us uh, what is Deliverend in your view and why did you create it? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, dude. Like, I appreciate it. I'm excited. Yeah. And good. with uh, delivering, the reason why I started is because my best friend was Rob at gunpoint mm-hmm. selling his iPhone 5 on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. And he was robbed in broad daylight. He called me right after, like from his girlfriend's phone. And I was like, hey, uh, I just got robbed. And I was like, mm-hmm. what do you mean you got robbed? Like, from who? Like, whatever. He was like, oh, from the Marketplace. Like, I only posted it for 70 bucks. It's fine. It's just, I'm just freaked out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you have to be safe. Like, there has to be, like, a safer way out there to, like, transact these items. I mean, the marketplace has been around since the 90s. Yeah. And, uh, like, I started doing some research, and there wasn't. Like, even looking at the marketplace platforms now, like mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, Nextdoor, OfferUp, you still have to meet people in person. You still have to give out your personal information. Um, you still have to have strangers come into your home if you're selling like a couch or a bed, and it's really risky. Mm-hmm. And while I was doing these, the research around it, mm-hmm. comes in a lot of crime and just overall sketchiness, like you mentioned in your story. And um, it, it shouldn't be that way. Like people should just be good to each other. Like life is yes. hard enough. Like why I try to make it more difficult. So with that, it's it's just we're here to help make sure that you can focus on what you need to and not be worried about someone robbing you. Right. And um, even outside of the marketplace, like with businesses, I always say that we bring a different, like an alternative, like to that definition of safe. Mm -hmm. And whenever it comes to businesses that we do deliveries for, the definition of safe is keeping them open and alive and thriving and growing. Mm -hmm. Because when the pandemic hit, a lot of the businesses shut down and closed. And the reason for that is because they didn't have a solid web presence, like an e-commerce shop on their web, Mm -hmm. to stay connected with their consumer. And then also, they didn't have like the last mile logistic solution like embedded into their system. So a lot of the mom and pop shops can't just go out and purchase like a box truck or a fleet of vehicles because it was unknown. They didn't know how much money was coming in, like revenue wise, like everything was shut down. Everyone, like it was just a lot of unknown last year. That's right. And we're able to just come in. We can be your third party, like mm-hmm. last mile logistics solution so you can stay connected. 
with your end consumer. And wherever it comes to like the, all the overhead, like we don't charge a ton. We just literally charge the consumer for the delivery. Right. So like you as a business owner don't have to worry about like, oh, in addition, I have to pay for X, Y, and Z as overhead. It's more like, okay, this is how much we charge the consumer like for the delivery. Right. And that's how much you charge them. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's clear. Awesome. So like the business actually doesn't pay for the delivery unless they don't charge the consumer for delivery charges, which I believe a lot of them do. Yeah. And um, it's like more of a pass through. So like the right. business can upload credits to like our business portal. Yep. And like it'll just be sitting there and so then they can just use the, the credits for the deliveries. And awesome. the deliveries as they come in, the consumer will be paying for them. Right. So it is like really streamlines it from there. Absolutely. Yeah. That is that is genius. I love that framework. How do you how if if I'm a if I'm a consumer here uh, and I I'm I'm actually wanting to acquire buy something off Facebook Marketplace, how do you guys ensure that the, that transaction is safe? So like, what's your process there? Like we um, there's no cash involved. Okay. So like that's what happens when you see a lot of the robberies and the murders happen. They're just trying to rob someone. Right. Take the, the, which, which honestly, I thought was going to happen to me. I literally, the guy was sketchy, and I'm like, man, he's on. Mm-hmm. Like something's going to happen. He saw my phone. Yeah. He, and I'm away from my vehicle at this point, and I'm like, man, he could pull something on me, and I would give it to him because yeah. I don't want to die. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know, like material position. No, forget yeah, it. Yeah, like take my truck. Take my, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, but, yeah, so no cash is involved. That's key. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, like, whenever you're you're purchasing something from Deliverin, you know it's a, a real, true, authentic buyer because whenever they pay for the, the item, the actual funds are held in escrow or the cloud. Right. And while it's held... It's only held temporarily all the way up until the items uh, delivered to the, the buyer. And um, then the funds are released to the seller and then also to us and the driver gets paid as well. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Great problem solving, dude. There you go. Yeah. What, about, um, what about the driver here in this situation? So tell me about the driver experience. Yeah. Because so I see on your website it says sign up if you want to be a driver. Yeah. So, like, if I want to, like, get a part-time gig and want to be a driver, what do I do? Yeah, you just download our app and then just go through the process and the flow to uh, verify your background. Okay. You do two background checks every year. Okay. Um, we have to due to regulations. Right. And um, also it's just nice to make sure that everyone's like following down the, the right path yeah. uh, throughout life. Um, but like from there, they just upload their vehicle information, which all the vehicle information that we need is just a proof of insurance and the yep. registration, and then we do facial recognition. Okay. And it pulls from their information, like, what type of vehicle they actually have registered to them. Gotcha. And so they don't have to, like, put in all this information around, like, the vehicle, the color, all of that. Yeah. We literally pull it from your ID, your registration, and your insurance. Wow. So it streamlines that process, and it has facial recognition, so like you can open up the app with your face and everything. That's um, awesome. But from there, like uh, we we make sure that we communicate to both the buyer and the seller that another, none of our drivers actually carry cash on them. Yep. So whenever a driver goes to pick up an item from uh-huh. the seller, yeah, like 
there's no need to rob the driver whenever they're going to pick up an item to deliver it so you can get money. Yeah. And then the buyer, like, they're get they paid or they they paid money for an item, so there's no also no need to rob our driver like if they're just dropping it off to them. Right. So and also we collect all all like everyone's information and it's trackable. Right. So if you were to like hurt one of our drivers or yeah. Or one of our drivers try to hurt you. Like yeah, we, saw, we have a way saw a battery to, or something. In, 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 yeah. Yeah, we yeah. have a way to make sure that you're safe. Yes. And um, uh, we will turn over all the information that's needed to the authorities yeah. and make sure that that person is tracked down and captured. Right. Uh, even like Apple just released a new feature where even if your phone dies, you can still track it. No kidding. Yeah, so you can turn off your phone and you can still track it. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's good. That I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so the the age of an- anonymity basically is over. Like, you, they pretty much know wherever you are. Yeah, exactly. which is whatever yeah. they already did anyway. So, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can, like, turn off your phone and go, like, keep it with you and go rob someone or go do whatever, and then you're like, oh, it wasn't there. My phone like died. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. They can still track it. Yeah. And they'll know. They'll know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, that that's just, that's awesome. Um, where do you guys deliver to right now? Like, uh, what, what states are you in? What markets are you in? We're, can you, can you kind of, like, tell us where you're at right now? We're nationwide. Nationwide? Everywhere awesome. except California. Really? Yeah. Sweet. So, California. What's wrong with California? Just not there yet, or what's um, going on? We're we're they have like a ton of regulations. Yeah. Was it anything the like the Uber? Stuff yeah. And all that. Yeah. Okay. So like we're we're slowly rolling out into California, okay. but we want to make sure that we follow the right compliance rules and regulations, and mm-hmm. making sure that we have everything like all of our eyes dotted, t's crossed before rolling out there. Because that's the hub, like that's where yeah. all the, the strong <laughs> economy companies like come from. That's right. And um, we want to make sure that we're we're falling like in down the right path. Like right. sure, like some people can see like Uber, Lyft, uh, DoorDash as mm-hmm. competitors to us, but I see it as like goals. Like those are like the big mentors to like uh, startups. Like as we continue to grow and scale, because they've like paved the way for the gig economy companies. That's right. Yeah. So you can learn from like what they did right, what they did wrong, mm-hmm. and really just grow and scale your organization mm-hmm. like the right way without having, even if you don't have experience around it, yeah. you can just learn from other people's mistakes and other people's successes and implement it inside your own business to really like grow and strive. So whenever it comes to other people, like from like you're trying to push people from those organizations, right? Uh, that worked there in the earlier stages, yeah. It's really instinct because you're kind of doing something similar to what they're doing execution wise, right? Um, but like in our in our side, like we have to be uh, a little bit more of a like a go getter mentality, yeah. Um, and also go giver, and it's just like the go getter, go giver. Yep. I love that. Yeah, That's both. awesome, dude. Yeah. And you, you if, have you, to have that. if you give, you get back. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. forget that, you piss a lot of people off. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, it's all about, like, man, this dude's always taking, man. What's up? Exactly. What, where's the give? You know, like, that's how that's how these economies work, man. Yeah. 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 You, you retain a lot more uh, 
clients, like mm-hmm. everything grows because you, the go-giver mentality is just giving more in value than you receive in payment. Yeah. So if you go to uh, a business or an app and you mm-hmm. pay for something, that should that item should add value to your life. Right. You're like, oh, like this is so awesome. I'm gonna come back, and then you come back and you use them again. Yes. And again and again and again. Exactly. And that's the whole like volume play. So right. like, when it comes to us. And we don't have to charge the business. Right. Like it's just the delivery fee. So whenever businesses, like we, we help you focus on why you started the company. Yeah. So a baker didn't start a bakery just to deliver their baked goods to people. Right. Like we help you focus on baking the products and we focus on delivering them to the end consumer. So it sounds like a perfect marriage, man. Yeah. It sounds like it's a great relationship to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's that servant's heart that this the servant mind that that is the most successful. Yeah. For sure. For right. sure. In the long run. Yeah. You know, in the long run. Some people might get ahead, you know, doing things different way, but in the long run that's where it's at. Oh yeah. 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 It should display uh, empathy. Right. And and connectivity to everyone. Because everyone's going through something in life. Even if they don't vocalize it, they don't share it. Like we're yeah. we're here to to de-escalate all the stressors and everything whenever it comes to the last mile logistics problem. Exactly. And a lot of organizations are like, sheesh, like, have all these vehicles and say they hit a down month or a down a streak of down months. Right. Where they're just sitting there. But yeah. They still have to pay for them. They still have to pay for the insurance. Sure. They still the yeah. maintenance. And then whenever they sit, yeah. like, and you don't start them for a while, now you have, they have yeah. other problems. Right. That come that's exactly right. So they can just use us when they need us, mm-hmm. not have to worry about all that overhead. So if you hit it, hit it down a month, you're still not getting strapped for cash. Right. You can actually use the extra cash to grow the business, and we will still be there working with you. So you don't have to lose out on your last mile logistics or like getting that having that connection with your end consumer right. just based off of capital right. because you're not paying us. Yeah, the consumer is. The consumer is. Yeah. So uh, this is a perfect like segue into COVID. So mm-hmm. I read an article where COVID actually helped you guys. Um, yeah. But obviously it was a very challenging time for the nation, yeah. challenging, challenging time for um, just small business owners. Um, people, especially in the retail space, got hit, you know, very hard with, you know, mm-hmm. customers all staying home. Nobody's going out. You're in quarantine. Um, and, and then frankly, just the, the more, the mortality of it, which is very, very difficult for a lot of families and stuff like that, mm-hmm. especially here locally in Indiana, but then all across the nation. So like, can you, like what you just spoke to, I was thinking of, man, so people could, people, small businesses could employ you guys to help them still survive through that period of COVID. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the, the connection I made. Can you talk a little bit about COVID and and how it relates to your business, Deliver In? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like uh, like like I mentioned earlier, um, I feel like the reason why so many businesses struggled during mm-hmm. COVID is because they didn't have that mm-hmm. solid web presence and that yeah. last model uh, solution yeah. available. And a lot of businesses don't have that is because how expensive it is. It's right. just like absolutely insane. Like. Um, our insurance, like just to start, right, was like <laughs> I think it was like one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, it gradually increases over time. Right. 
whenever it comes to like a mom and pop shop, having a fleet of vehicles like or like having one box truck, mm-hmm. like the insurance over that could be a lot more than what they would need like uh, yeah. month over month. Yeah. So instead of paying that out, they keep that in their pocket and put it into like marketing, put it into like getting more products in. Right. And really just like growing their business. And not have to worry about, oh, there's someone 20 miles away that wants my product, but they can't get it. Right. So because of COVID, because it was of, shut down. Exactly. But they could stay open, and this is a way to make all the businesses, like, not COVID-proof, but, like, you know, like, they can Survive, like, do a better job surviving. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. yeah they yeah. can, they can stay, stay open and still have that connection with their consumer just through us doing those deliveries for them. And, like, during that time, like, I know uh, a lot of the gig economy companies out there, they're like, oh, it's free deliveries. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, free deliveries mm-hmm. for the consumer. Mm-hmm. The businesses were still getting charged. So, like, yeah. with, when restaurants, um, during that time, a lot of the restaurants failed. Mm-hmm. And some a lot of the restaurants failed while they were still using, like, uh, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, like, all of the other ones. Right. And they were still getting charged mm-hmm. a lot. So, like, their overhead was still there. Yeah. But the marginal cost was just, like, it was unbearable for a lot of them. Right. So if you didn't have a, a ton of money in reserves and you weren't super, super, super strategic around the capital that you had, mm-hmm. you'd have to go out of business or you'd have to shut down. Right. Um, especially, like, during that time where, like, all the businesses and all the restaurants had to be closed. Like, that was rough. And a lot of my friends owned restaurants and businesses and everything. And just seeing them have all of their hard work just be shut down. Exactly. Because of the outside of their control. Yeah. Yeah. It was just crazy. And, like, with us, being able to grow and support all these other businesses Mm -hmm. and allow them to just utilize our services to keep them open. Yeah. And they saw like, oh, like you don't charge us like a, a fee, like the company, you don't charge us a fee. I'm like, no, like you're in COVID. Right. Like you need to keep every penny that you can. So at the end of the day, the consumers can pay for it. Right. Like they're ordering the food from you, right? Right. So why not <laughs> just add in <laughs> like a little bit more for delivery? And it's not like we're charging like, ridiculous amounts or anything like right. that. It's like we're, we're affordable enough to stay like in the mix and grow. Yes. And, like turn a profit. Right. But also we're also affordable enough to where you can use this multiple times and not break your bank. Right. So like it's the whole like go giver mentality, like receiving more in value than you or giving more in value than you receive in payment. Yeah. And that's like a, a big thing that we have inside of the company. And we all have to be go-getters like inside of Deliverant because it's just like reframing the overall view and knowledge around last mile. And also marketplace transactions is difficult. Right. Because for decades now, like they've been just so used to the last mile being so expensive and it's just been so difficult to, to solve and have a solution 
And um, also with the marketplace, it's just the sketchiness. Like, there's a lot of people that just don't use the marketplace just because how sketchy it is. Correct. And how yeah. they view it as, like, a negative. It just has, like, a negative aura around it. Right. Where they're, like, shoes. Like, I'm selling my shoes and putting life on the line. Yeah. But no yeah. one should it's ever have to put their life on the line for it, anything materialistic. Exactly. So that's exactly. why we're, we're here to help and make sure that that they feel comfortable, safe, and they can see the value that we're bringing to the organization mm-hmm. while also helping them grow their reach and everything. Man, that's awesome, dude. Awesome. I love it. I, uh, there, there's a lot of questions I want to ask you, like, but I know there's, there's not going to be enough time to cover them all, but I, there are a few that I think that people that, that are going to, younger people specifically or business owners out there, or young entrepreneurs are probably going to learn from, and, and we learn the most from our failures, oh, right? Yeah. And our challenges. We don't actually, like, I don't know anybody who just is successful out the gate without a, a, a very difficult period in life or in business. So, like, man, you, you came up with this idea. You saw a problem. You, you wanted to fix it. Can you tell me about, tell me the year that you kind of, this all came about, and then, and then what did you have to go through to get to this point? Because right now you're in, you're all throughout the country, and you, you, you're killing it. Like you're, you're, like you're getting it, yeah. right? So when we met, there were some challenges. Oh, yeah. And yeah, there were some challenges. But um, as somebody who invested in, in the business, and, in, and I was really investing in you, like I was analyzing you, yeah. okay? And I, I, you got no quit, dude. You're, you're 100% grit. You will figure it out. Uh, there's always going to be problems, but um, can you just, like, share with everybody, man, what was your biggest, like, challenge and failure point, like, struggle point? Because people can kind of learn, how did you get through that? Yeah. Like, what was it? How did you get through it? And bring us to, like, through that period of time. And, and you've had, you've been through some life. Like, you got, you got yeah. graduate degrees in the School of Life, and I know mm-hmm. that. So maybe uh, I do want you to share about, like, where you grew up, yeah. you know, where you went to college, you play sports, stuff like that. So maybe you talk a little bit about that and kind of where are you drawn from to get to where you're at, man? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, growing up, uh, I'm the second youngest of six. Okay. Um, single parent home. That's awesome. Boys, uh, girls? Yeah, it was three boys, three girls. Okay, so all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, was, <laughs> Busy household, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, like we we hit a rough patch and we were homeless mm-hmm. and we lived in uh, uh, churches for for a little bit of time. Yeah, um, we'd have to move church to church every two weeks, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was tough. But like my mom uh, really just like leaned into us and was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, like it's gonna get better." Like she always spoke like super positive, even though like she was doing the best that she could. Yeah, and. Um, during this time, it was, like, really challenging and stressful, like, on the entire family. Yeah. But also, like, while this, this was happening, like, we were going through, um, like, going to school and everything. Right. So, in school, like, a lot of people didn't notice it, but, like, yeah, like, we were homeless. And um, 
Uh, like I just, I just remember in fifth grade, I had uh, <laughs> two pants and like three, yeah, three shirts that I would wear, and I just like alternate. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's just what I have. But like yeah. I was going to a school where I'd see people like get into brand new like SUVs and Tahoes, and uh-huh. like their, their parents would be picking them up, and they're like, I mean, they're not like it's not like uber rich or anything yeah. like that but it's like middle class like yeah that's way higher than where we were at. right and um while yeah. we were sitting there like going through and seeing it i was like well why can't we do that you know? right like you got to thinking about how old were you at that age? like uh i was in seventh grade seventh grade really hit me yeah where you're like wait a minute my life's different mm-hmm. than what i'm seeing around me yeah Oh yeah, no, it's good. <coughs> Go ahead. Um, but I, I would see that, and then also going to like my friends' like homes and seeing that they have a pool in their backyard, like, they have <laughs> a <rooms>. pool. Yeah, <laughs> you like, oh, shit. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So my mom really leaned in around like education. Yeah. And okay. making sure that. We always were learning and growing and developing. Yeah. <coughs> A lot of work. Yeah. Go for it. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Take your time, dude. No, yeah. So, so what what kind of jobs did your mom do? She had three. Three jobs. Yeah. Wow. During this time. And you're, as far out of the six kids... You're in the middle, or you're the oldest, or youngest? Second youngest. Second youngest. Yeah, I'm the middle of the boys. Though. The middle of the boys. Okay, yeah. So it was pretty rough and tumble, huh? It was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> because, yeah. like, like uh, we were all athletes. We were really good at sports, okay. everyone across the board. Yeah. And, um, like, I worked really hard in the classroom mm-hmm. and on the field yeah. and track. And uh, I got a full academic scholarship to IU Bloomington. Yep. And then I also got, like, I finished my senior year with uh, being the number one running back in the state. Yep. Which was awesome. Congrats, dude. Then I had numerous offers, like, across the country. Yeah. And I remember sitting down with my mom, and she was like, this is it. This is your opportunity to really do what you want. And uh, during the, like, while I was getting recruited, like, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, yeah. I was like, sure. Um, <laughs> but my mom, like, she was like, go to the place where you think that you'll get the most value. Yeah. Like, not value in college, but value after college. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at it. And I was great. Like, okay, well, That's I great. Do. Yeah. I was like, I use solid. It's yeah. local. It's yeah. have a great, tremendous business program. And uh, just overall colleges yeah. in general. Like, exactly. Kelly School. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Uh, Tell me, where did you go to high school? I went to Southport High School. Southport. Okay. Yeah. So graduated from there. Then the IU. Yep. Academic. Yeah. Track, football. Yep. And then tell me, I mean, share with me more about that, man. How did you go from college to what you're doing? Yeah. So. Bridge uh, that gap. What really That's crazy helped to is me. just like the the overall like system and scheduling that we had in place, mm-hmm. and I still can tell you like from 
whenever I wake up to when I go to bed. Yeah. Like, the exact schedule that we have. Like, I get up at 4 a.m. on the line at 4.30. Yeah. Run from 4.30 to 5.30. Lift from 5.30 to 6.30 with football. Yes. And then I go to track at, uh, no, 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 I have meetings. And then I go to track at uh, 7.15, and I run from 7.15 until 8.15. Then I have video at 8.30 for football. Right. And then football from 9.15 on the field all the way up until 12.30. And then I have a 1 o'clock class, and I have classes from 1 o'clock until 6 p.m. That's right. And then get off the, the bus at the stadium around like 6 15 yeah on the field at 6 30 for 7 on 7 and then 7 on 7 from 6 30 until 7 30 and then uh have dinner from 7 30 until like 8 45 yeah and then we have study tables right until 10 yeah if you don't finish it at study tables you have to go home or i go to the library so i knew that it would be short, like really difficult to like go home and like execute all this stuff so i'd go to the library a lot and then yeah knock out any work I could. Right. And until it when it's all said and done, yeah. like I'd get back home around one, one thirty. Yeah. And then back up at four. Right. So <laughs> that's insane, dude. Going from that to like they're like, it's it's up to you. Like you it's on you. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that really, takes that takes discipline. Oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah. insane discipline. You just like have to always be doing something. Like right. after that I was like, okay, like instead of Having that regimen, I'm mm-hmm. making it around business. So, like, you wake so up you, early still. You, you apply still it to the business. Do the workouts. Yeah. And then you you just, like, go dive into research. Yep. Like, specking out projects. Yep. Like, uh, looking at, like, investors. Like, what they like, what they don't like. What's in their portfolio. Who's in their portfolio that you can partner up with. And just doing all these different tactics around raising capital and also developing and growing the team. And growing the overall like business and that's what i do now today right. is like i have this regimen that i go through like day in and day out every single week and every single day to where like if there's like business like meetings that come up right i'm like, okay like i have to make sure that i'm as clear-minded as possible whenever mm-hmm. it comes to like meetings like uh, mm-hmm. sit downs like events anything and everything um but it's about just like prioritization around what's worth your time and what can be done later on. Yeah, so, because there's too much to do. You can't get up to all of it. You got to prioritize it precisely, and right. then outsource it yeah. or empower other people mm-hmm. to to come alongside you. Because um, everything that I heard there, man, that, I'm just fascinated. That is that is quite the discipline, and I can relate given that I went, I played college baseball and went through that same process of, you know, 4 a.m. workouts. If you're not there 15 minutes before, you're late. And then, oh, by the way, if you're a captain, you're responsible for everybody else to get there. Mm -hmm. And then the whole team runs if you're late. All that type of stuff that at the time you think it's like the biggest thing in the world, like all of this stuff. And then you have kids and you have life hit you. (laughs) Life is not going to wait. For you to be ready for it, it's going to hit you. Yep. And uh, ath- ath- athletics, what, whatever whatever sport it is, trains you up for, for getting hit yep. by okay. life, like for sure. So 
in many different ways, but then life does its own thing to you, right? It, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so um, you can't do it alone, right? Right. And you have, and and I hear I hear you had your mom. Your mom is just like a huge inspiration in life. My family, huge inspiration in my life. Um, I know that I couldn't do what I'm doing alone. You can't either. You got a team around you oh, yeah. uh, of winners, of people that think the what's similarly, but everybody's different, and they bring something different. So you collaborate and you're better together. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, like, was it your coaches also outside your mom that was a big influence on your life? Was it? Was there a specific mentor? Uh, are there certain people in your life? Books that you read, stuff like that, that kind of inspired you and, and maybe you follow on a track? Yeah, it was uh, my granddad. Your granddad? Yeah. See, I love it. Awesome. Yeah. He uh, he was an entrepreneur. He was a pastor. He was a family man. Mm -hmm. He was everything combined in one. And uh, He was a man. Yeah, he yeah. was incredible. Like, yeah, I remember, that's awesome. Uh, he passed away um, two days after I ran in the state track meet uh, mm -hmm. my freshman year. And mm -hmm. I was the only freshman to, like, run in the 200 at state. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually, I believe I still hold the state record for it. It was yeah. the fastest time in Indiana state history in yeah. the 200 for a freshman. Yeah. And uh, during that, like, right before, and what was so crazy is I got a call back. So, like, they <laughs> called me back. And I was like, oh, like, I'm actually in state for this? They're like, yeah, like, where are you running? And I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're super fast. Ones? And, like, I ended up, uh, like, during the trials. Do you remember the time? Uh, yeah, my, in the finals, my time was 21.97. Yeah, smoking. As a freshman, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, with that time, I was ranked fourth in the country. Jeez. And yeah. I was so then getting, foot, football is like, hey, can you here carry a ball? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was. It was, it was <laughs> That's awesome. Dude. Yeah. Wow. So who who else besides your granddad? Like, so let's say professionally outside of that. Like, is there anybody that is like, man, kudos, thank you, and uh, and maybe continuing on? Is there anybody like that that's really like, uh, inspiring, keeping you going? Like, I, uh, we do have, like, mentors for the, like, advisors yeah. for the company. Yeah. Um, all of them are pretty, pretty solid. Just they're, awesome. they're awesome. Okay. Um, so maybe not just one, but it's a group of people that are, like, helping yeah. and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah, there's it's a lot a, of books, too. Yeah. So what what's one of your favorite books? Oh, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Yeah. And, I uh, <laughs> yeah, I love That's that a book. good one. Um, traction. Okay. Uh, the Go Giver. Yep. Um, the Energy Bus is yep. really good. Awesome. Um, the Four Agreements. Okay. I, I haven't read that one. I need to. It's really good. Read that one. Yeah. yeah that I see one. Sally over here going, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like her head's bobbing the whole time, man. Yeah. Sally's our producer, by the way. If those of you <laughs> who don't know, she's behind the scenes. Yeah. I love it. She's doing a good job. Yeah, she's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, um, any other books that come to mind? I know I cut you off there. Didn't mean to, but yeah, any other books? Um, Blitz Scaling. Okay. Uh, and, oh, what's the other one? Oh, it's going to come. What is it? It's, uh, <laughs> one second. 
who owns the the ice house? Yeah, who owns the, who ice, owns house? the ice house? Yes. Is that a question or that's the book? That's the book. I haven't read that one. Yet. I don't even know. Incredible. And I like reading, so I I've just I'm mentally like going, okay, I've got like three or four books I need to read up on. But the way that you do that is probably through what? Do you listen to them or do you read them? Uh, I do both. You do both? Yeah. That way, because it's kind of hard with a very busy schedule, how do you get through these things? Yeah, like whenever I'm like driving from meeting to meeting, I have an audio book on. Yeah. And then every once in a while, I listen to music, but like I listen to an audio book the majority of the time. Exactly. And um, I do the same thing, by the way. That's how, yeah. that's how all that wasted time sitting in a car going from one place to the other, you're you're constantly plugged in and learning, yeah. growing, learning. You just never know. You know what's interesting from, and I'm going to put Pastor Brent hat on, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's interesting that um, people hear the word of God by, by hearing it, not by reading it, because back in the day they didn't know, the Gentiles didn't know how to read. Mm-hmm. And I just find that fascinating because um, Jesus spoke like in parables and sermon, and, like he was basically preaching to people because they needed to hear the word. Yeah. And then they believed because they couldn't necessarily read it. So I, uh, what I, I take from that, I pull out of that is, gosh, if we're listening mm-hmm. and, and learning and growing, we can, be li- we can be listening to it most of the time. It's sometimes harder for people to hear it, Yeah. right? They some have to stop and read it, and I get that. But, um, but yeah, why listen to some meaningless stuff like music or what? Not that all music is meaningless. I, yeah. I love it. I love music. But it's, it's also good to be, you know, you're on a plane flight, you're driving, you know, it's good to plug in and, and learn something new. And I think that's really important for young people oh, yeah. to, to gravitate to or to, to, like, really, you know, be disciplined and continue that learning process. Mm-hmm. So I like that. That's good. What are your favorite, like, podcasts, a couple of them? Um, my buddy has a podcast that I was on. It's uh, Follow Deep Money, but like he yeah. has like a ton. Of, yeah. Like uh, uh, I was on it with uh, Eddie Gill. Okay. Yeah. Pacers, yeah. And uh, Gary Brackett. No kidding. Yeah, That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. And he had like this podcast even around it. It was awesome. Really and, cool. And um, oh, how I built this. How I built this. Yeah. See. That yeah. Really really resonates. Yeah. Do you listen to like Joe Rogan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Joe so Rogan's I was good. like, yeah, typically that's like a top one that everybody listens to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, so there's some top podcasts. Hopefully this one might be one. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Someday. <laughs> I don't know. We got to get there. We're just starting out. So, Everything um, I, yeah, exactly. And as a matter of fact, like Nick is our second episode. So, um, I'm just, I'm really stoked about the lineup though. We've got like five more, uh, with people plans here. Uh, don't know if we're going to get them all in by the end of the year, but most likely you get like three more in by the yeah. end of the year. Um, awesome. and then just, um, taking off and seeing where this goes, but, uh, I'm, I'm loving this process. I'm loving this interview. It's, it's excellent. Um, I, I actually have, uh, I'm, I'm curious, like, um, about, the software, like software and technology that you use, mm-hmm. on like, like what was super important? Looking back over college and then life experience, like, gosh, what software? What 
And this is for those people like, God, I wonder how, like, what was really important? You know how you, you go to school, they teach you stuff, you learn it, and it's all well and good. Yeah. But then it's like you get in the real world, and they're like, oh, by the way, like, um, this is what you use. Yeah. Like, this is really what you're doing. Like, mm -hmm. here's this software. Maybe it's proprietary. Maybe you can't share it. But um, what, what, you know, from a tech standpoint, what would you, what would you say to that? Um, it's always best to own your own tech in the code okay. yeah. versus licensing it out. Because if you license it out and you build a company around the licensing, whenever you go to sell, you don't own the code. So you actually technically don't. Um, the business. Correct. So you gave, the product. It, you gave, you basically built it on a platform that can be used and yeah. licensed out like, yeah. to somebody else other than you. Yep. And then they'll just like look at it. And look, Do you okay, hear that, guys? That's super important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's a big one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, you use them. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. And then they'll just go around you and just use them. Yep. Just oh, wow. themselves. Dude. Um, let's see. What about. What about, and we're kind of like coming in on time uh, over the next like 10, 15 minutes, we'll wrap it up, but um, successes, like um, where do you see the, like where do you see you guys going in the next like three to five years? Where do you want to be? Where do you want to be? I love that question. Like what do you want this to look like? So um, I want it to be, I want to be integrated into all like across all of the uh, marketplace platforms. Yep, Facebook mm -hmm. or Meta, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. I should. <laughs> so, what do you think about Zuckerberg? I'll stop there. We'll come back to. So, what about Meta? Like, why do you like that? Uh, You're not. I, you don't have to comment if you don't want. I think, personally, my opinion is, I think it's fine. I think so too. Uh, okay, like because like I I'm like Facebook. That it's just like Google to me. Like Google is in all kinds of like they're uh, everywhere. Yeah. Um, so Alphabet makes sense, right? Yeah, and Alphabet's everybody had the really same knee-jerk reaction. Like, yeah. oh, this is terrible. We don't like this. And then it's like now everybody accepts it, but they still don't use like they don't say Alphabet on like the the CNBC, right? They're exactly. they're saying Google. Yeah. And then they always have to say, well, it's Alphabet. Yeah. Because whatever and i think it's i think it's fine i think facebook meta whatever mm -hmm. it doesn't matter it's it's a platform yeah. um some people might disagree with that but whatever yeah. everyone has their opinion um but yeah where do you want i'll go back to now the original question where do you guys want to be in the next three to five years ten years you want to be integrated that's what i heard you say mm -hmm. across all these platforms yeah right and, and scale it Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, scaling that uh, globally. Yep. And um, just making sure that we keep everyone safe so there's no crime that's happening from these marketplace transactions. Yeah. Like that's the, the number one goal is to make sure that as many people out there is safe as possible because like there's so many unknowns whenever you're going to meet someone that you just don't know right. on the marketplace. Yes. And if you're buying something that's 500 bucks, you're like, oh, I got $500, and I'll just like give it to a stranger. Yeah. But I don't know. That could yeah, like, that... <laughs> rock me. Yeah. It's, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just do the calculations in your head, and you're like, yeah, oh, this isn't a good idea. The, yeah, no. No. 
Right, like with delivering, it's like, okay, like now I have that safety cushion around. Yes. So yeah. um, just saving as many people as possible. I love it, man. Love it. Love it. A few more parting questions. I, I asked this of my, my five-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. If, you, uh, if you could be a, like a superhero, which superhero would you be? <laughs> um, Iron Man. Iron Man. And then yeah. what, what superpower do you want to have, like, like all, if you could have one, of all superpowers? Of all superpowers? Yeah. Um, I wish I could be a mind reader. Mind reader. Yeah. Wow. So uh, that's the first time I've heard that. That's that's damn good, dude. Oh yeah. Wow. Interesting. Mine is flying. I would love to be able to fly, mm-hmm. like you know, Superman, dude, just oh, gone. Yeah. You know, and then that would be cool to me. Just I don't know. But mind reading. That's interesting. That's a that's a deep thinker type of response. I like that. I like that. Psychology. It is, man. You, you got in my head there, man. What am I thinking next? What's the next questions? Um, what, are you, what are you passionate about outside of work? What are you into? Uh, being a father. Being a father. Yeah. Yeah, how's that going? Love it. Why not me too? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, I know. I saw a picture on social media. Uh, and how, so how old are your children? Uh, six and one year and nine months. Six and one year and nine months. So, okay. Yeah, so mine's five and two and a half. So, and I have girls. Yeah. What's <laughs> Boy and a girl. Boy and a girl. Okay. So, or daddy's girl. She daddy's girl. Yeah. 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 Dude, you're done. I know. You're so host. So it's, am I. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, what are, what's some of the most enjoyable dad stuff? What's the best part? Um... Everything. Everything. Like building blocks, yeah. like spending time. Yeah. Um, they're so creative. They love reading. Yeah. Love reading, love books. Yeah, that's awesome, um, dude. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite things is like uh, my wife and I both work, mm-hmm. but like what we have to we have to send them to daycare, right? Yeah. So when we pick them up, my one of my favorite things is they're just so excited to see me. Yeah. And they're just like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Yeah. I just, it melts my heart every time. So yeah. uh, my wife and I, we split the duties of drop off and pick up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's just, oh, there's, it's just so good. You know, after a long, hard day or whatever, and you see your kids, it's just amazing. Oh, yeah. And um, so I, I love that. Are they getting into sports, a six, six-year-old? Getting oh, into sports? Yes, yeah. What? Yes. Is he going to fall on your footsteps, like football, track, and stuff? He did football, baseball. Uh, he does want to do track, and he also wants to do soccer. Yeah. yeah. Is he like? Is he at the? Is he at the age where like I'm going to beat you? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let's race. I'm gonna be. <laughs> like after scoring his first touchdown, uh-huh. like he was like, "Oh, I can do this." Let's, yeah, let's let's go. Yeah. Have you taught him a stiff arm yet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've taught him a few things, a few few tricks of the trade. Yeah. yeah. Um, was fortunate to be coached by like a really, really, really good running back coach uh, in college mm-hmm. and also in high school. Yeah. And um, just like, I mean, if he wants to do it, he can. Like, right. If he want to do it, it's fine. Right. But for right now, he loves playing football and all the other sports. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I am too. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch him grow, man, and, and 
and see what happens with them. They've got a great dad. So, um, yeah, keep up the good work there. So, um, you know, with, with, with all of this, keeping people safe, right, and everything that Deliver ends about, what I did was I went, and I know, I mean, I like bourbon, Oh, yeah. And you like bourbon, so yeah. this is, you know, there's like disclaimers I feel like we got to have about alcohol or whatever, but, you know, using moderation, blah, 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 right? Yeah. But I got you some bourbon, and it's it's larceny, right? And what is yeah. what is larceny? Like, the word, it actually is uh, about stealing. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why I got it. But I know it's also a really good bourbon. It's like 92 proof and yeah. or 93 proof or something like that. But it is a good bourbon. It's, it's uh, oaky and smoky and, and nice. So uh, there you go, my friend. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure Thanks for stopping by and spending some time with us and sharing with, uh, with, with me and my audience your story and deliver in. I'm really excited about tracking and following what's going on and then also engaging uh, in the application and, and delivery systems that you're putting into place to keep people safe. So um, hats off to you, bro. Thank good you. job. Keep up the good work. Thank you so and, much. That means a lot. You bet. And with Thank that, you so much for the bourbon. You want, yeah. Are we gonna have well, yeah, we're going to have some. Okay. All right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, we're going to have some. Awesome. And, and with that, um, we're going to cut the time in, in the video, Sally. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Foster and Friends. If you've enjoyed listening to our conversations here today, be sure to subscribe to Foster and Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, Foster and Friends, for full video recordings. And our Instagram handle at Foster and Friends Podcast. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. This is Brent Foster signing off.